Hey y'all, hey, it's Ken here, and I am so excited that we are back with another episode. Listen, today, we finally have that conversation about racial tension in America, systemic oppression, and the church's response. And we're also excited that our great friend to the show, Robin, is here to join us. So get your favorite snack and sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hey, girl, hey. Hey, girl, hey. Man. What's up, Ken? Yeah. We're back, we're back, we're back. Okay, and so we have a, we're not even going to call her a special guest anymore. Nope. She's like a, she just, us, I don't right, know. She's right. been here so much. Hey, Robin. Hey, Robin. Hey, y'all. So you guys remember Robin from like a lot of episodes. Right. Listen, just go <laughs> just back and figure it out. She's always here. Yeah, she's here now, you know. Probably her <laughs> friends all the time. Who knows? We don't know. All right. So guys, uh, we are so excited to be back with another episode Yes. It's been forever. Uh, but you know, COVID, racism, all that. So Too much going on in the Hurricane. Oh. Sickness. Yes, yes. <laughs> We're here. We're still excited to sit down and talk uh, to each other, talk to you guys, um, and just talk about God and how he's in the center of it all. So... We're going to jump right into it because uh, we have just spent an entire hour yes. talking about other things. Indeed. <laughs> All the time. But right. that's, I mean, that's just so good and it's how we work out. It's and the energy we have. It is. Yes, like, yes. I just love it. Yeah. Especially when you don't talk for a while. Like, you right. get a different dynamic in the conversation. There's yeah. just so many things to explore. Uh, so, has everybody been good? Let's just go around the room. Oh. I'll start. Um, it's been challenging, but God is good. Yeah. Okay. That's that's my testimony. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> I ain't never stopped. So, <laughs> oh, listen, so. COVID just came and all the other stuff is coming and look like we entering a new week with new challenges. Uh, <laughs> challenges. So, I'm, I'm just here and I'm thanking God too. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I've been you? good. I've just been trying to... I switched my mindset to get over what my plans were versus what they have to just be now. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's good though. Back at work, um, I miss. I knew I like miss the kids. I knew that was a big part of like my daily energy flow. Um, so I'm so excited to be back in the building. I hate that we're on hybrid. Like I like that we're on hybrid to be safe. Yeah. But I hate it because we don't get to see all of them every day, yeah. and especially like with the freshmen. It's being a little more challenging. Now, we've only been in school for two weeks. But still, it's a little more challenging for me to learn them mm-hmm. because they have these masks on, okay? So, I'm trying to, like, did I see your eyes yesterday? The other day when you was here, like, is your name? And they'd be like, no. I'd be like, oh, okay. So, who, who are you? Right. <laughs> so, I can't really tell. So, you know, but other than that, I really can't complain. God, is good. Yeah. Y'all, Yay. I think 2020 is going down in the history books like no other. I cannot wait to read about it. Like, I can't wait to see what the historians have to, to say about it. Like, No need to wait. I'm going to start my book. Yeah. Oh my <laughs> Let's do it. Let's do it. Because, like, just living through this, like, us being able to tell our kids and you definitely being able to share your experience going through it, reminding um, what happened and what the walk looked like yeah. is definitely gonna be one for the books, and I I just can't wait to like we experienced a, a whole pandemic, y'all. Yeah, yeah. like <laughs> but y'all know what? I had an interesting conversation last night that the person said 
you know, usually each decade has its own like vibe, yeah, right? Yeah, and they were absolutely. like, listen, 2020 is a start of a new one. And what if it's this is the vibe? Y'all, I'm like, no, it then came with a bang. Let me tell you, no. 2020 came out guns are lazy. You know this <laughs> could not be the vibe. There's a silver lining in all of it, and I know that there's been so much devastation. Yeah, there's also been a lot of growth, right? And it's like we can't ignore that part either, it's right? Just, it's two sides to 2020, it's a 20 and then it's another 20, <laughs> right? You know, it's two sides. Which twenty? Which twenty? Which twenty? Right, exactly. We started off like when I when we first got in here today. I was just like, you know, we could because I was like, throw the whole year away, uh, just with the new uh, Mm -hmm. things that are approaching this week. But then I thought about it. I was like, but other people are really like thriving and striving in this year. Like there are some good things happening to people, and we cannot forget. Like I, I, I'd be remiss if I forgot that piece because. It's not bad for everybody. Yeah. Now it's bad, it's bad, but it's not bad for everybody. Right. Not all. some people. Their whole life in their mind has been bad. Yeah, and 2020 mm-hmm. was a year where it clicked. Correct. Okay, so we'll we'll respect y'all and y'all. <laughs> we'll respect y'all, but some of us over here like listen. Yeah, listen. Say, can we get a break? Can your foot get up our neck? Please. Just a little time out. No, I'm just saying it's, it's interesting that you say foot on the neck, child. Oh, child. You know. This you is know literally happening. Listen, you it's see how that's different? <laughs> <laughs> <So> the hurricane's <laughs> pushed to the side. Let's right. talk about into the topic. what really happened <laughs> in 2020, girl. Yes. Okay, mm-hmm. guys. So we promised you in our last episode, or maybe it was the one before that. See, we, we don't really remember. Child, because we had to get here. Right. Okay. <laughs> we had to get here. We promised you guys that we would address the racial tension in the country, but we just needed a moment mm-hmm. yes. to really process it because we didn't want to get on here and be like, and I don't know about that. Which we, we still, still might. might. I was about to say, we still might. We still might. The conversation may go in that direction. It might go left. But listen, God knows our heart. Amen. Right. We're going to pull out that Amen. quote. Um, y'all, so racial tension in America specifically is not new. Mm-mm. It's not new, but for some reason this season it felt different. Yeah. It felt so different. And so it started with George Floyd. And so, I mean, I'm sure at this point everybody's heard about it. If you haven't, then we're not sure where you've been. (laughs) (laughs) But just a quick rundown. Was it four police officers? Mm -hmm. Four police officers pretty much held him down while one of those officers had their knee in his neck uh, while he was saying that he couldn't breathe. He couldn't breathe. This was like, uh, was it nine minutes? Yeah. Uh, Nine minutes of that. We believe that he died on the scene um, right there. And the officer the whole time knew that he was being recorded, never let up. I mean, the man was handcuffed on the ground with other officers, and he never got off of his neck. He didn't even blink. Right. Um, And so once that video started to go viral, that is when the whole world stopped. Because we were already stopped, actually. Yeah. Because of COVID. We were already stopped, but that's when we were just like, Err. And then, uh, I think, even before then, we were we were kind of on pause for Ahmaud Avery. Yes. Right. Um, so, we, but it wasn't there. It wasn't as, we were we were on pause, yeah. and we were kind of like alerted. But after that one, 
Oh, baby. Yeah, because I think Ahmad started the, it was brewing. brewing. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. It was brewing. Two, let's not forget about, Trey, like this, Yeah. the Trayvon Martin piece. Oh, yeah. Like, there's something that ignited us as a community to say, wait a minute, we're still doing this? You're right. Yeah. It's still Trayvon Martin was probably like, I, I think, think the first the, one of our or, generation, um, Eric, maybe? Um, Garner. Eric, Eric Garner, Garner in New York was the first, first. Was yeah. the in first, that the first? era. Okay. Yeah. And then it's just... A spiral. I mean, we have names that we could put on a marble wall yeah. and make a monument, and it's 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 really sad. And it happens so much, though. Right. But it's just like every so often, there's one case, and I think that was this that one. wakes us like up Sick. to another level. It was a different fire. Yeah. The the George Floyd was a different fire, and I think the pandemic just took that magnifying glass underneath that that sun and set it ablaze because. I think it was just a stare. I think that that long stare while like for nine minutes. Maybe we had time. We had time to watch all night. I just mean I think that's what set us off. It's just like he's just looking. Like we see you killing somebody and you're just looking. And you had not to mention you had bystanders saying, "Hey, he can't breathe." Yeah, yeah. Like there's 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 so many more um, characters in this story. Yeah. Than just the the regular narrative of white cop kills black man. Yeah, there it's are a people lot. who are her, who are looking at this. There are officers who are ignoring this mm-hmm. and actively participating in it at the same time. Yeah, and I think that just took that just took Black America to a whole nother plateau, because me personally, I feel like our community has risen in education. They've risen in economics. We have a lot more clout now. And so paying attention to this story was like, wait a minute. We didn't we done went through the struggle already. What's, what's I know, really going on? I know you lying. Exactly. And the world has stopped, y'all. The world yeah. has completely stopped. So now we do have time to fight in this injustice and to speak up about it because unlike the other instances that we've named, because they have, like you said, been mm-hmm. several other cases that have happened. Several, we, several is not even the real right? descriptor. Like, too so many. Too yeah. many. But we've been moving along. Your, your life is going on. Like, you know, yeah, we want to march and we want to fight and we want to do this and that, but we weren't sitting at home mm-hmm. behind a TV or with our phones or on our iPads and literally had nine minutes to watch a man die. So I think that was definitely the biggest difference this time. And so while we pray for that family because that that is just no way. Mm-hmm. That's and then the fact that it's it's just been across all the medias and his children will forever see that like that's something we can never take away and they'll forever see because it's on the internet and his family will forever live through. Like, it's it's saddening because some of these things have been so, we some people have been so desensitized to the fact yeah. that some somebody died by the foot or knee. It wasn't even a gun. All right. Yeah. By the knee of someone else. And he didn't flinch. Like you said, no blink, no... He didn't, the, the hearsay around him. I mean, you could have just passed him a sandwich. Like, he was just like, la, la, la. Correct. And he stayed, which is weird. Like, you stay there until the, the ambulance came. Right. I think the weird part for me was he had been detained. 
Right. He couldn't fight. He you handcuffed him <laughs> right. and you had him on the ground. What was he gonna do? Right. I even watched it from the beginning of the initial arrest. Yeah. Like he complied. He didn't try to I mean, I think he was a little ashamed or right. but he whatever you want me to do, he did it. And he was taller, taller than him, a little bigger than him. Yeah. See, oh my God, my, this conversation could open up so many ways. But but y'all, at the end of the day, we needed to. Yeah. We needed to open up. Yeah. Yeah. We Because we have to stop glazing over. Mm-hmm. I think when you talked about the desensitization, like, it's happened for so long. Some of us, I, I'm, I'm just, I'm not speaking about me, but I am saying some of us just was like, you know what? It ain't happening in Baton Rouge. It ain't happening in Louisiana. Let me just keep moving. Right. We got to stop doing That's that. That's really how yeah. we live our life. And we got to stop it, doing that. Not only that, it didn't happen in America. Right. Because right. there are so many things. Right. So Absolutely. many things that happen in other countries that it's just like, mm-hmm. wow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. So we had Ahmaud Arbery. We had George Floyd. And then we learned about Breonna mm-hmm. Taylor. Yeah. That it actually happened before mm-hmm. George, George Floyd. Floyd. Yeah. Um, and we still waiting. Yeah, <laughs> and we're still waiting on that. And it's just, I, I just wonder, like, what older generations who heard about, you know, you had Rodney King and just probably so many other people that we probably don't remember because we were younger. There were big stories of um, police brutality yeah. or some type of racial issue that, like, I don't know. Is it? It's almost like this thing of like we get upset for a second, because mm-hmm. I almost feel like in a sense most of us are back to normal. Have we moved on? Yeah. yeah, that this is no longer a real issue, and I fought the news media mm. because. Oh, yeah. But here's the thing. <laughs> Issues are issues whether the camera is there or, or not. not. Right. So whether the, the 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 nobody is covering Black Lives Matter, nobody is covering the Karen complex, whether <laughs> nobody is covering that anymore, these are still issues that exist in our community, no matter what. Because this is just happening in our own backyard again this weekend, y'all. In Latvia. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. In Latvia. And speaking of that, I just got a notification that they arrested three protesters in Lafayette. Mm. Based off of the shooting that just happened. And so even the fact that like protesters rights, like the rights (laughs) that they claim America has been built off of, like they have been trying to strip those away because they don't want to hear it. Yeah. Did you, did y'all even see the Tennessee law that passed that the protesters right to vote would be taken away if they were detained? Mm, Is that a real law? Yeah. They were trying to pass it. It's probably not going to, I hope it doesn't um, appeal it. Probably in the Supreme Court because it's not constitutional. Like, right. that's so crazy. <laughs> what are you doing? But just like you said, by any means to strip that right from you because mm-hmm. you're you're using your voice. Yeah. Because, or not necessarily, some protesters protest silently, so mm-hmm. not necessarily your voice, but just your standing up for Absolutely. what's right. And people are trying to take that away from you. Yeah. Why are you so threatened? Hmm. So because change is on the horizon. <laughs> Y'all, I'm convinced it's a secret that they don't want they don't want us to know. <laughs> if they find out. Right. Are we on the brink about themselves? Are we on the brink of finding this out? I don't think know. we are. I think we are on the horizon of a significant change in this country. 
unlike anything we have ever seen before. And I'm just going to say it because I truly believe I'm right about this. Okay. <laughs> Let's hear it. I believe is that this a the black woman okay. <laughs> is going to save this country okay. from itself. Come on, Michelle. Where you at, girl? I believe <laughs> that she is going to right the wrongs. And she is going to be a voice of the people. And she is going to catapult this country into a place that it has never been. A freedom that it has never known. Mm. She's done it before. Where do you say? In the motherland. <laughs> I was about to say. Yeah. Where she led armies. Exactly. She led armies to protect her people and to protect Listen. her land. She has created economies and and just different policies like she's done this before right. and i believe she is going to do it again she's doing it now every day hmm. yeah women do it every day every day hmm. that's but, a whole nother show right oh well, who <laughs> who baby i'm, I'm writing that one down let's, too that's right let's yes <laughs> women do Put it every day parking lot, that one yeah so Basically, you guys, we all know that there are so many instances that happen in this world that are really just a slap in the face to what God imagined, Mm -hmm. just the decency of humanity. I mean, we could really go on and on about those things. And it's really, it goes back to this system that this uh, country or a lot of the countries really were founded off of. Mm -hmm. And it's so deep and... I don't think a lot of people who would affect realize it. I feel like we wake up at different moments in time. Mm-hmm. and But as a whole, we still haven't accepted the fact that we are experiencing a system that was built on oppression. And although it looks different today, although you have a little more freedom today, it's still a very oppressive mm-hmm. system. Right. And, you know, I was listening to... Uh, a podcast before and I think I've had a conversation too about you know we tend to think racism is built off of hate but really it's based off of greed because that's where it all started you know back when they snatched our ancestors (laughs) right I think greed and insecurity Yeah. yeah greed and insecurity how dare this group of people have this right vast lands of riches yeah right that they're not even killing each other for because it's so much right let me be superior to that let me show them how to how it's done and make them our inferior right yeah and because of a language barrier yes they were able to do it correct and i mean it was like i don't want to give them props because it was terrible, but it right. was like, it was super successful. All right. right. Um, even to the point where still, I mean, generations and generations and generations later, we're still trying to fight uh, against a system that is oppressive. And then even wake some of ourselves up to even like get on board with the fact that you know this is oppressive, right? Right. Um, it's so many things. Oh, no. But when you speak that or you say that, that you have acknowledged that you realize this is oppressive, right? It's, oh no, how dare you say that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I got black friends. <laughs> the black person at I, my bank of black. <laughs> they yeah. wash my car over there at, at that store. 
I, I bought your t-shirt. I listened to your podcast. Yeah, right. So I think, too, in having this discussion, because it is a very raw and real discussion, I think an operative word that we have to address or have to use or concern ourselves with is empathy. Yeah. So I like that Brand brought up our counterparts that utilize relationships as the, the ticket in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But the reality is they don't have to live how we live. No. They don't have to experience the things that we experience. And I think before we say, you know, this person is is, is racist, I think we as a people, and we've done a really good job of being empathetic, by the way. Mm-hmm. But we have to continue that vein because that's what's going to help us write the, the the different policies, write the different procedures of how change can happen. Mm-hmm. So, no, Karen, you don't know what it feels like to be in this black skin. Right. And I get that. But would you like to have a conversation with me so I can tell you what it's like? Like when you drop your son off at our private school every morning, they're not questioning whether or not you can pay the tuition. But if I li- if I'm late a day, then it's a call and I say, hey, you know, is everything okay? Do you need any help? Do you need any assistance? Mm. And Karen and I are both single parents struggling out here trying to make it work. But because Robin is a woman of color, mm-hmm. she needs help. Then I need help. I need welfare. I need somebody to uh, extend my hand when really I was just so busy. Yeah. I forgot. Because I'm carrying the weight of the world and probably doing Karen's job for her as well. Absolutely. Um, A lot of the stuff is just so embedded in us, and it's really sad because I really think that God's, you know, um, intention was for us to, you know, have our differences but use them to build this beautiful place. This place of one. Yeah, Yeah. a place of one. And Mm -hmm. we've gotten off course. And I, I, I mean, obviously, everybody's not perfect. I think here in America, we experience a lot of quote-unquote, black and white issues. But there are issues that, like, we as black people or minorities need to fix as well. I just think the that black and white issue is such, like, a huge... <laughs> yeah. It's just, like, this huge piece of rock that we're just trying to chip at, and sometimes it feels like you're trip- chipping at it by yourself. Mm-hmm. And I know one thing that I was really hoping for in all of this Ahmaud Arbery, George Floyd, Breonna Taylor conversation was I was a stickler for, like, what is the church saying? Now, disclaimer, we don't know every church. (laughs) We don't know half the churches. Mm -hmm. But we can, we do know the voice of the body of Christ. And it was (laughs) eerily Mm. silent. Um, overall during this time. And I think for me, that's where most of my disappointment came from. Absolutely. It's not even about a skin color, none of that. Mm -hmm. It's just like, if you're in the body of Christ, if you're in the body of Christ, the Bible tells us that we're, that's my brother, that's my sister. Right. You can be Asian, white, Hispanic, it doesn't matter. But it, it seems like we as Christians still haven't gotten that concept down. We still separate ourselves as the world has separated ourselves. So when there's an issue against our brother or sister, we don't automatically go to. Because the Bible instructs us, you have to take care of that person. Are they in the body of Christ? You take care of them first. Yes. We still don't do that. 
we still sit back and question, well, what did he do? Right. Well, he went to jail before. But then you sit there, too, and preach redemption. Yeah. Is it redemption for everything else but a person who went to jail <laughs> or maybe who was on drugs? Is it just redemption for, like, what issues are we feeling redeemed. like God yeah. redeems? Yeah. Although he redeems everything. But I think in the church, like, we become very, nit- like, we 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 look at the world crazy because we say, oh, you try to pick parts of the Bible. No, the church is the main <laughs> entity right. that picks parts of the Bible. Like, we're the main entity. We're the reason why right. the world has no respect for us. It's not just because they disrespectful, which they, they are. Right. <laughs> they are. But we give them that. that we gave them the ammo. Yeah, we we gave. gave them the ammo to be disrespectful because you don't even practice what you preach. Right. And just was it is it in Matthew twenty three? I believe when it was talking about the Pharisees and it said, "Listen, they teaching the word. You follow the word, not the man, because right. they sit there on Sunday and tell you stuff." And then when the crap hits the fan, when it's time for you to show up hmm. and be the church, you're selective. Right. And for me, I think, I mean, it was almost like a grief. Like, <laughs> I was at a funeral with the level of disappointment of just some of the churches that I follow personally. Right. With their response. And the crazy thing is, some of the churches, I mean, some people didn't respond. Some people did respond. But just maybe in a softer way. And some people like took it to the levels. Okay. (laughs) And so for me, it was just like, it shouldn't even be a question whether we need to respond. It was really like, you know, pastors and leaders were just like, you know, we had to, you know, you know, I had to meet with my team to figure out how we were going to deal with this. You deal with it. How you deal with anything anything else? else. Right. Think about it this way, y'all. What happens in your congregation if a member comes and says, my house caught on fire last night. Right. They immediately take up an offering. Right. Yeah. To sort of fix. Yeah. I think my disappointment in the church came when this happened and everybody's attention was caught. And there was still nobody at the mic saying, okay, guys, we're going to take this moment and we're going to let God just do something amazing. And like Ken said, there were certain pastors that I even followed that were just, I mean, they had the bullhorns. They were serious about it. But why was that not the overall, overall voice? Response, right. Why did we have parts of the body limp? Right. Mm. The body wasn't broken. It wasn't. As a matter of fact, that was the fuel to really see what God could do. We were in ICU. I don't even see, understand that. The heart was pumping. But the brain <laughs> was, it was... And you had it some fingers that were moving and right. some arms that were Can trying. You hear me now? The toes, some toes was wiggling, but the ankles was lit. Girl, that, listen. That is a word. Yes. The body was the in body, ICU. It was right. in ICU. Yeah. And that was, to me, that was the discouraging part because it was so much to talk about. Yeah. It was a lot to have a conversation about whether you're a white pastor, there was something for you to talk about. Right. There if was you're a, a Christian, truth yeah. to if impart. If you follow Jesus' teachings. It was there. Yeah. It was there. And I felt like Hulk Hogan 
swinging my hands in my ear trying to listen because I couldn't hear We're going to use another example because he's not really for the people either, okay, but that's well, okay. I'm just saying that's what I want. All right. Yeah, right. You see, yeah, I'm indoctrinated. I caught that. You I right, caught it. I was indoctrinated. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Ooh, no, you, know, you, know. you know what I find, too, with a lot of churches in general that we do, and I'm going to say we because I am a part of the body like a Christ. I like to think the real body of Christ because it is a there's a pseudo body of Christ out there, but um, you know, <laughs> we do a really good job of meeting like physical needs, mm-hmm. right? Like you're hungry, your bills need to be paid. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna come over there. I'm gonna provide that for you, and I'm gonna pray for you. Um, I might even tutor your kids. You know, I'll have a pantry open for you to come get food. But what about those mental and emotional scars that come from the system that we've been in. I think we as a whole could do a better job of addressing those things. And we could tell that we don't do a good job of addressing those things because of the conversations amongst church-going people when the whole George Floyd thing, Breonna Taylor thing happened. Um, Now, listen, you can say... You can be a part of Black Lives Matter or not. You know, Black Lives Matter is an actual organization that has founding principles that some people find questionable, okay? Mm -hmm. I'm not going to go into that because this is not about them. Right. But I think people try to uh, make the organization and the actual statement Black Lives Matter Mm -hmm. is the same thing, Mm -hmm. right? So anyway, let's take the Black Lives Matter statement, for instance. You say Black Lives Matter, then you have people... They will counter and say, all lives matter. And you're just like, duh. Like, like, where am I living? We know that. But we're saying that in response to an injustice that just happened. And basically, (laughs) somebody's somebody's basic rights that this world, this America, this country has said is basically like, this is what we're founded from. They violated that. Mm -hmm. And it's never a question... It's not an automatically thought process, oh, what that person did was wrong. Oh, well, what did the person do who was killed? It doesn't matter. Right. Listen, the Bible says we all have a right to life. And anything that you hear about death is not coming from a human. It's coming from God. And so for a human to, you know, every, obviously it gets a little deep because everything works together for something, right? But you don't have the right as a human being to wake up one day and decide, like, I'm going to take somebody's life. Right. I don't care who you are. Right. I don't care what uniform you wear. Right. That is not your job. Mm-hmm. And, and honestly, as a police officer, you're supposed to protect and serve. Unless there's a code that we don't know about. There is. Yeah, no, it is. <laughs> okay. It definitely is. Yeah, it's clearly they're violating it. Right. Yeah. They've been yeah. violating it. You're supposed to protect and serve. And I get it. Sometimes people like to run from the law. We see it because they had cops. Well, um, my mom likes to watch all those shows. So cops. America's Most Wanted. Live, like all those things. So you see sometimes people make your job like really hard. And you have to put in measures to at least stop them to a point where you can detain them. Yeah. Like, but this wasn't necessary. Well, let's let's talk about that for just a second. Because you're absolutely right. But here's the thing. Taking a person's life is never in those measures. Well, yeah, no, it's not. (laughs) Like, you can tase somebody. 
you can run after them because that's what you go to basic training to do, to get in shape, to do things like that. Police officers have policies, yeah, legit policies that are supposed to work. Deadly force happens when somebody is threatening your life. And unfortunately, like for instance, if I pull a gun on you, exactly, then I'm going to pull my gun. Then on I you have now. the right That's at different. that point to pull my gun on you, but I don't even have the right to pull the trigger okay. yet. But you do because the justice, the quote unquote, not until the I justice see, system upholds it. So the justice system also upholds me killing you without a deadly weapon. And that's... So let's just back up because you said something that I thought was extremely important. When it comes to the church, what do we have in place to address this? We address everything else. We address hunger in Africa. Right? We... (laughs) right In all these countries that we ain't never been in. Right. We We, We address a lot, but... What do we have in place to address this? And why are we not addressing this? So as you were talking, I said to myself, if policy is the change we need to see, why isn't the church raising a standard? Right. Mm. Why isn't the church doing those leadership strategies to find out what everybody's talent is in the congregation? And oh my God, I have a, a, a senator in my in my midst. Let me see what I can do to invest to make sure this person gets to the gets to the Senate and represents people. I'm not gonna say black or white people, but people in a manner that respects them that if I get caught up in a situation, I don't have to worry about losing my life. Because if you pull me over and you find me to be a threat, take me to jail. I'm still alive. And if I'm innocent, I can prove my innocence in the court of law. I'm still alive. Yeah. Yeah. But think about the school system. When you said that, that made me think about the setup of the school system. Now, every school system does not do it the same, but let's take my school, for instance. So we have a dean of students. We have a resource officer. We have a principal. All of those people are in place when it comes to, like, a disciplinary issue to crack down the law. Then you have myself, a school counselor. Uh, We have social workers on campus as well um, who are there to advocate and be like that hand to hold for the student that we've spent time getting to know on another level. See, we know more than one part of that student. We know more than the student maybe slapped somebody in the cafeteria or stole Mm -hmm. something for somebody. We Mm -hmm. know a lot more. So what my school has done is when there's a heavy issue or any issue with a kid, a counselor is always invited. Always, the door is always open for us to be a part of whatever that conversation is. And so I think what that has created is an environment where our kids trust adults more and they don't ever feel alone in a situation. And they know because they know the character of their counselor and really like our you know principal, dean of students, they're great character people as well. But like, let's say they weren't. Mm-hmm. You would at least know, like, if I'm in the principal's office, the principal going hard, then my counselor's going to be there to be like, well, listen here, okay, that's a bit much. Mm-hmm. You know, I've had to do that before, and it wasn't towards the principal or the dean of students. It was towards the officer who was in there um, mm-hmm. who no longer works at the school. And, you know, you get fired up and stuff happens, and he made a comment, you know, to, to say something to a student. And I was like, absolutely not. Yeah. Absolutely not. Like, you're not going to do that. And so I think that's what people have been calling for when they talk about defunding the police or police reform. It's not to 
take policing off the street because there are some amazing officers. Mm-hmm. There really are. Like, I love our current resource officer. I think he does a great job of, well, he's from the community. Yeah. So he is the community. Yeah. He made a different choice, right? right? And so when he runs into issues with the kids, he knows the kids. He knows their mama, their grandma. Like, he, right. you know, he, he knows, knows everybody. everybody. Right. And so his first reaction um, is never to, all right, you know, I'm about to Steve Austin, Stone Cold Steve Austin, you right. up in here. It's to have a conversation uh, because we know that people are layered with reasons to why things happen, right? So I think I get that where they're saying we need an advocate. We need somebody in this conversation. And it would be great if we could honestly say that church would be the person to do that. But we've seen not every church, but uh, well, if you say church, period, they clump us all together, right? But you've seen churches or organizations do things in policy that are not representative of people. Right. And I think you both hit the needle on the head with this conversation. Like, in order to open these avenues that you, you guys are, are speaking of, you're going you're gonna to call some people, some church people, to be held accountable for these things that we are not addressing. And that ain't what they want, y'all. Nobody wants accountability. Right. <laughs> Nobody wants accountability, but like you one of you guys said, I can't remember, like meeting the needs. Like, how am I supposed if I attend a predominantly Caucasian church and I'm looking at this media, this this mass hysteria that has been created around all these social injustices and I'm angry. Mm-hmm. I'm upset. I don't know how to like articulate this anger. I need yeah. to go to church. I need to talk to somebody. But if my church don't understand, if they're silent, mm-hmm. if they are and hiding. That's a, not to cut you off, but that's a big thing. If you're silent, I assume that you don't understand. Correct. Even if you do, I'm not coming to you. Right. Because you're not saying nothing. You so like, like, are you, like, are you on the which side of the right. team you right. had right. yes. it's only supposed to be one side but if you're silent if you plan it safe mm-hmm. or if you are spewing hate because we've seen that with the churches too <laughs> if you are doing these three things how do I feel safe coming to the place that we have created that I have you know uh, embedded myself threaded okay. myself in to trust that I'm getting sound doctrine mm-hmm. from and following this flock. But like you said, Ken, these conversations that are happening with these church folks, I, I see why, y'all, like, I see why the world questions the church. Like, it has been so, like, I've been enlightened so <laughs> much during this time. Like, mm-hmm. I can see, like, you see it, but it was on a whole different level. At this point, just kind of like, really? That's your thought process about that? That's yeah. what you go through? That, that's the first thing that came to your mind to say when you saw this video? Like, what he did wrong? Or what he was arrested? Or of what his his past was? Like, so, that's, that's what... It's no longer a safe place for me. It's right. If you don't say anything or you say something crazy. Right. Even if it's not even a leader of the church, the fact that... Like other people in the church, church say crazy stuff. Right. For me, it's like, have we set the tone that like what we believe in? And I think about like the kids that I serve. So our school is, well, it was seventy five percent black. I don't really know um, 
I feel like that is shifting. Okay, we're excited (laughs) because it is becoming a lot more diverse, which is great. I mean, that's that's a whole nother nother story. But Mm -hmm. anyway, um, but I think about our kids, black, white, Hispanic, like one Asian, right? That's what we have at our school. So (laughs) (laughs) Robin raised her hand. It's not Um, So I think about (laughs) this, like if, if something were to happen, but one of our kids or something surrounding our school and our or the population of our kids and our teachers, our principal, counselors, the people who come in that building every day don't speak up for mm-hmm. them. To me, like if I'm a kid, that's a problem. Right. I don't feel safe with you anymore. I don't care who you are. Um, so, you know, you can't say anything bad about my school. Like, to me. Yeah. Okay? Because I'm coming for your head. Right. Now, I ain't coming for your head just for one part of the school. It's for the whole school. Right. You can't say nothing reckless to me about, like, Hispanic kids or, or, or Hispanic kids who just come here to this country. You can't do it because you're about to get a whole situation. Girl, like, child, let's just be clear. You can't say nothing bad about a child, period. Yeah. To this girl. I don't care if yeah. her school, my right. school, in my house. school. Right. Right. Yeah. Nothing, right. Nothing. Don't say you nothing bad about nobody's child. You can't do it. And so, but I think, and I think, you know, the teenagers, listen, they be on another level. So, I don't even know if they're thinking about it. Like, yeah, they think about it. They may not express it. But, like, if we didn't, if people were just out here saying, oh, that school is trash, blah, 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 and nobody defended it that's yeah. in the building with them every day, you think they want to come to the building? Right. They're not, they're not going to want to come to the building. So I think that is kind of what's been happening with the church. Yeah. And some of these churches have been exposed Yeah. for, like, really the nastiness that they're covering up with their money. Yeah. Oh, we give, we give to that community. Well, yeah, absolutely. And then, too, I don't know if y'all noticed, but through this pandemic season there's been an exodus oh yeah not just of of churches not meeting because churches have found a way to meet Mm -hmm. yeah the people are not coming back and i think in part it's because of the lack of response yeah yeah because at that point you're not addressing my need and so what you say to me in the bible if you can't connect it to what's going on and i you you sound impressed at this point and granted Preaching back in biblical times was nothing but saying what was written in the Bible. Like that's right. what I was preaching. Right, right. It was the the work. Like it was the work of the today. church that became ministry. And if ministry is not happening to address the issues of my time, yeah. Then now I'm questioning the purpose. Right. What are, what I'm doing here. What what I need to follow this for? Because this this ain't sound doctrine. This ain't it's a right and a wrong issue. It's not a race issue. Like when when it comes to addressing the injustices, mm-hmm. it's it's right and wrong. It's a lot of gray in this world, y'all. It, it is. It's a yeah. lot of things that we can we can put in the gray area. But this right here, it was this just particular this very, that was very cut. It was cut and dry, right, right. and wrong. And it, it you like you said earlier, Robin, being a white pastor didn't mean that you had, or being a Karen didn't mean that you had to walk in my shoes to know that was right and wrong. Yeah. And we do things, like I use the example, I think in a couple conversations that we had, like you, all of us, we travel different places. There have been things that we do not know about, that we have wanted, like just, I can use me for an example. There have been countries that I traveled to that I knew nothing about, 
But because I wanted to go to that country and experience those things, I learned. I picked up a book. I got on my computer. I did whatever it took for me to understand what the U.S. Embassy was, where it was located, what the do's and the don'ts was, because I could clearly go to jail doing something <laughs> in a different country. Like, I took that extra effort to learn what it was that I needed to learn. So I don't accept excuses from people that don't look like me or even people that look like me that don't mm-hmm. understand. That's it's, it's, it's not too. just yeah. people right. that don't look like us. Right. It's, it's people that look like us. Exactly. Like, huh? But what? you made a good point. Let me talk. A, let's talk a little bit about... <laughs> And we can go back, the reputation of America, right? Mm. In different countries. It's Mm. not that good. And let me tell you why. And it should be. (laughs) Brandy brought up a good point. So everybody here knows we went to Kenya. All right. So when we went to Kenya, it was very important for me personally to make sure that I was just extremely uh, respectful of the culture I was coming into. And... You can just see how, because even them, they themselves do stuff that is to appease us versus us appeasing them. I'm coming to your land, to your country. So, like, for instance, this is not for everybody, but, like, I know some people, like, why do, why have I met a Kenyan named John? Like, your name is not John. Like, let's be real, right? (laughs) So... I don't want it to be John, but sometimes, I mean, <laughs> Robin is so tickled <laughs> over here, but I'm serious. But, like, okay, and let's, okay, devil's advocate, maybe your name is John. I don't know. But, like, for the most part, it's you know. probably not. <laughs> but pe- they do that because there are so many um, visitors, travelers that come, so it's easier for me to say my name is John and you get it. No, you about to get all these syllables. Like, whatever my name is, like, you about to figure out how to say it, right? And so you just see a lot of like, oh, because they're coming here and because they're spending money. And, and I'm just talking about us specifically. I'm just speaking like people who go to other countries. Let us like figure out what makes them comfortable versus us going there to appreciate the culture that we're going into and us trying to figure out how do I be comfortable where I am. Like, if you're in a place that doesn't have amenities that you have in America, like, I mean, you're not in America, though. So, I mean, like, what are you, like, really expecting? And so, I just think that we have to be conscious of that because we do that in so many other areas of our life. And America in general has, like, this um, air, arrogance about herself. Mm. And people say that, you know, about us. Like, yeah. when we come there, it's just like, oh, I don't, y'all don't speak English? Right. No. no. But it's like, right. there's an expectation. Eight other languages. Right. How about that? Right. <laughs> you say the same. Right. right. No, you cannot. No, you, right. you still speak a raggedy <laughs> one. Right. <laughs> Get on my level. Right. So the question is like, if I want to go to a French-speaking country, should I not learn Absolutely. French? Now, is it great that people know English? Yes, of course. Yeah. But there shouldn't be an expectation right. that they know English. Y'all, quick story. Because <laughs> I didn't know how I was going to work this out. So I went to a Mexican meat market for the first time yesterday. So we have a couple of Mexican grocery stores in this city. Mm-hmm. I never go to it because I don't know. I don't know if I assumed it. Like, it's, I didn't assume it was only for Mexicans because guess what? We in America and nothing is only for anybody. Right. <laughs> if, if you in this country, I can come. Right? So, but I just never was like, I was like, what if I go in there? What if they don't have? You know, but it's like a regular grocery store yeah. with just a little more exotic foods yeah. than you would get out of other grocery stores. And so, 
if you know me, you know I just love a good authentic Mexican meal, yeah. right? So I was like, oh, they got a hot food line. I'm about to get up in here and get me some tacos because they don't have like the real street kind mm-hmm. of tacos, not the tacos we make because that's not authentic. No, baby. Um, Thanks for telling me. And then, <laughs> sorry, but it's not. Um, so I, I get in the line. I'm just like, oh, snap. So, like, the family, like, it's two people, two groups of people in front of me. It's a family that is obviously Hispanic. And then it's, like, it was actually a white guy. But then he started speaking Spanish to the lady. So, I was like, oh, snap. I don't know Spanish. I got this app on my phone. But I was trying to figure out, like, what am I going to do if I get up here and they don't speak English? But I was, guess, but I was like, I'm going to figure it out. Right. Because guess what? You're I'm in a Mexican store. meat market. You're right. So I'm going to pull out this app. I'm going to be like, tacos, because that word is up there. That has to, I'm going to sound these words out. We're going to be drawing pictures. I'm going to do that pointing. Can you put some of this on my plate? Right. I'm not going to storm out and be like, somebody should have been speaking English. Now, they spoke English. Right. Um. As well, but I'm just like, just the beauty of first of all, they can speak like several languages, and I'm over here like, oh my god, it's huge. Um, (laughs) but it's like that, you know, you would have some people maybe go into that situation expecting that somebody spoke English. I didn't talk to anybody, so I didn't know, but I mean, I guess you could assume a business in America they probably would. Or somebody would. Yeah. But, yeah, that was my little story. Okay, sorry I went off on a tangent. But I, that was just like a prime example good. of, like, yeah. going into a situation. But I think what you yeah. just described was privilege. Right. Yeah. And, America. unfortunately, America is full of that. Yes. <laughs> and okay. uh, even more unfortunate, the rest of the world has grown tired of us and our American privilege. Yeah. Listen, the that way only we applies from- to certain Americans. <laughs> yes. right. The way we ban from every country, I'm like, no, it's not me. It's them. <laughs> <laughs> But you are them. them. But you are them at this point. No, I'm not. I don't really know where I am. Where I don't even stand up for the plate. (laughs) Sorry, I'm kneeling for the national anthem too. Like you ain't see me. I promise. I said you videos. It's right. Screw the NFL. I don't support them. Right. It's it's kind of it's it's kind of discouraging where our country is globally. Yeah. But I look at situations like that as. Man, when God moves this, this is going to yeah. be amazing. Yeah. I just hope I get to see it, maybe write another book with it. Okay. <laughs> but y'all, the church here is big enough. And I, let me say the body of Christ, because I feel like everybody gets all of those terms confused. Yeah. Um, the body of Christ here is big enough to have one voice, one sound. One band, one sound. <laughs> okay. One band, one Massive sound. Massive impact. Okay. On some issue. On all. No, all. Well, I, yeah, on all issues, yeah. But but we have, like, for instance, okay, because I was reading Matthew 23, and it totally blew my mind. <laughs> so Matthew 23, 23, verse 23, mm-hmm. says, What sorrow awaits you teachers of religious law and you Pharisees, hypocrites, hmm. for you are careful to tithe even the tiniest income from your herb gardens, but you ignore the more important aspects of the law, justice, mercy, and faith. You should tithe, yes, but do not neglect the more important things. Blind gods. <laughs> it goes on and on. Jesus, yeah. let me tell you, this whole 23 is red, yeah. meaning that <laughs> Jesus said it. Yahushua. Okay, yeah. that that is the implication that he was talking, all right? And he told y'all that justice, mercy, and faith are more important than tithing. Yeah. Yeah. We talk about tithing every day in church. Yeah. Every day. Priorities are messed up. It is. Every 
day. And of course, it said we should talk about it because without the tithe, obviously, some things couldn't go forth that the church needs to do. But hello. But that's the whole. When it's time to talk about justice for mm-hmm. things that are clearly not okay. And mercies and faith. And y'all, can I say this too? Yes, say it. We don't have to talk. <laughs> right, we gotta we be doing. Do it. Yes. Yeah. You know, it, it's not even about the church being silent. It's about the church being inactive. Right. Like, when I think about the civil rights movement, it was the church that started that. Yeah. That organization was done in church by a pastor and his congregation because they had grown tired of a situation that wasn't right. And I guess for me, because this is a, 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 there's a totality in this, Mm -hmm. is when are we going to be over this? As, as people who believe in God, as, as people who believe in the justice of Christ, because the cross was all about justice. Mm. When are we going to be over the injustice to just do something? But you know what? I think people think they are over it. But I think we're over to the point where we're not doing anything. Yeah. We have over They were just talking about this um, on transformation. Uh, so they had like seven people do a message. Anyway, one of the last people was talking about overanalyzing things and I think that we've talked about we talked about this we have beat this topic with a broom and it is not alive anymore but it is alive but it's not alive right. we it's have beat roach, it down right? so much yeah. it's a roach it's a roach it's a roach it's a roach they don't die right. they multiply <laughs> we have beat this down so much that people I think have just accepted that this is what it is they don't even want to see the reality because also another part to that is we want to be safe for our individual selves or our individual families. And that's not what the church that y'all like to talk about is supposed to be about because churches started in small communities mm. where it was vital for everybody to make sure that everybody had just enough. Now y'all just like, mm, I got it. Good. Bye. Right. Felicia. Silos. I don't know when... I don't know if it if that came that mindset came about if it was like during even during slavery I think we helped each other okay. like we shared Probably to a point yeah but it, it yeah, had to the I don't, point of death yeah. Yeah, well, I mean too but I think you have some people that got into that, that, that mindset was like, like let me survive I'm in the house yeah I can figure that out outside you know what I mean like some people no let me tell you I've read slave narratives of the house negro mm-hmm. who was the co-conspirator of the revolt oh, listen right. that was me oh, okay, right. it that, was Look. the co-conspirator <laughs> of the revolt because yeah, they be. had the intelligence <laughs> on the yeah. inside yeah. and they would go out to, to take some trash out and and uh june bug <laughs> would be sitting right there yeah. and they would they would communicate and he would take the the rest of the information this is what we're gonna do and guys it was successful yeah but you know, it wasn't everybody in the house who was And it doing wasn't. That. No. It wasn't. And that's why. It's always that one. It always is. <laughs> like on Django. Oh, God. It's always <laughs> that one. Oh, Lord. And but, just love Master Boy. It's always that one. You be like, Lord. Master is killing you, really? your family. All right, everybody. But because Master invites you to the parlor for a drink, right. you think that nah, you, you exist. So mad. You ain't. Still ain't free. It ain't going nowhere. Thing. Right. <laughs> right. This is when it's turned right. into now. It's another thing. Hold up. But yeah, that's where I, I guess that's where I get to my point about the silos. Like at some point, we stopped helping communities. Like we stopped looking out for each other. Mm-hmm. Like 
I can remember where we we could talk about education. We could talk about disciplinary things. Like the Bible says, yeah, it takes a village. Mm -hmm. Like, Mm -hmm. and we have gotten so far away from that, so far removed from that. Because I can remember, like, man, bro, if I cut up at school, that mean the teacher gonna know, my mama gonna know, the neighbor gonna know, because everybody gonna find out. They gonna. It's going to be like a trickle effect. Right. I'm walking down the street. Yeah, I heard what you said. Mm-hmm. Oh, I did at school. And your mama going to get you. If they don't get me before I get home. So, it, it was always a village. Yeah. And we've gotten so into our silos uh, instead of that one band, one sound. Because that is how the church should operate. We should be sending one message. We should be all on one accord because there is only one God. And it shouldn't matter the title of your church. No. How many how many words it have in the title. No. If you are a church that follows the teachings of Jesus the Christ. If you want to read. Right. You're right. If you read if you the read, read and believe it. Okay. Yeshua. Right. Then then the message should be the same. Right. And ain't nothing about none of this is love. Like no. It ain't laced in love. It ain't wrapped in love. It ain't love. It ain't showing love. Like, But, you know, I wonder why. Why do pastors not say anything? Like, why do you wrestle with the, the basic principles? What is the struggle? Then? And I think I, I hit the nail on the head, maybe. No. I don't know. The no. other day when we were talking about, and we said it here a little bit, that the church has been so inconsistent, mm-hmm. so silent, so inactive. So hypocritical, mm-hmm. so judgmental. Ooh, it's a lot of churches. Yeah, they have been all of those things that you have given so much fuel to people with worldly views mm-hmm. that they have bullied the church mm-hmm. into a corner of being politically correct. Mm. I think you you're absolutely right. Well, you're not supposed to be politically correct, okay? Because Jesus didn't mm-hmm. deal with the politics. He sure didn't. Let's see them do the what they truth. do. Right. Correct. He dealt with the truth. And I, I if I put myself because here's that empathetic of us again if i put myself in the shoes of a white pastor with a mixed congregation what would stop me from talking about the racial issue that's the first thing i'm getting up and talking about is it the white congregants in my in my congregation that i don't want to upset or make uncomfortable but why sway like how would i even (laughs) if i'm addressing a real issue because while race was not the issue of biblical Mm -hmm. times there were issues just like it. Right. The rich and the, the poor. poor. Right. Yeah. There were people of, of great difference, even in the Bible. So how the could Jews I not? The yeah. There we go. How could I not? As 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 somebody who is not connected to the community, it is affecting. Yeah. How could I not still address it? Right. Because in it is still Christian principles. Love beyond hate. Mm-hmm. Um, being able to follow God's rules you're not supposed to kill that's in the Ten Commandments that's for the Jews and the Christians that's Old Testament but I guess it's okay if you have a badge and slime connected so So then how does this Blue Lives Matter come about what is a Blue Lives is that a smart (laughs) (laughs) and they wouldn't my mom said I couldn't watch them people (laughs) 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 nope I, I just think too like even if you didn't want to address the George Floyd thing or Breonna Taylor thing, like, head on, right? Um, you knew, just from having a post, because if you're a pastor, you should have a post of something, the world. Because I, I feel like, even as a counselor, 
No, I don't listen to NBA Youngboy and Lil Baby and that, 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 all these people. But I need to have an awareness of, like, who these people are because I work with kids who that's who they quote. Those are their role models. So if I don't know who even what I'm dealing with, how can I even be effective in what I'm trying to get across to them? I won't. So And that was my thing with Robin, like yeah. being that white pastor. How can I effectively communicate with my congregation if I can't understand what they're going through? Right. And so even if you don't want to get into the the un, the well, I don't feel like George Floyd was unknown, but let's take Breonna Taylor because there was no video of that, right? So when that first came out. Oh, yeah. So even if you don't want to get into speaking on that, even if you don't want to wear a Breonna Taylor t-shirt because you don't even know all the facts behind it, hey, okay, that's cool. But what you do know is there is a community of people that are hurting. Yeah. That look like the people that are sitting in your congregation. So you could easily assume that maybe not all of them because we had already said that all... I ain't going to say that, but everybody don't agree, right? Right. So, (laughs) we already know that piece, right? But you can assume that maybe one out of ten. There's one in the crowd. There's one in the crowd who is, like, y'all, and I've talked to all of my friends. We all felt the same heaviness. Mm -hmm. Like, we don't know these people. We, we, it's nothing that we relate on besides that we, we look like them and we're Christians and it was wrong. Right. We felt a heavy burden, like for a month, for me personally, like for a month, I just couldn't, I'm stuck at home in COVID, I'm trying to understand where the church is, I'm going through all these things, and nobody in my church in particular reached out to me or said anything on a platform in which I felt like was a personal, like, I see you. Yeah. Now, they addressed the issue I will say that, but I don't feel like there was a personal, like, I see you. I can understand how you could be grieving as a community because of the history, the the past, the present, <laughs> and the future of how this goes all the time for people that look like you. So as a pastor, that is the most, I would say, one of the most valuable role you could have in somebody's life because most people have some type of faith. Yeah. Okay, unless you atheist, and that's almost a faith, really. Uh, right. Or, or a religious belief, not a faith, right? You work so hard to defend right. it. Right, right. So, <laughs> you believe so, something, right? So, for so me, it's you just like, something. I needed, I'm not going to say I need it, because I, I have God by myself, right? Mm-hmm. But I wanted somebody in that congregation, somebody to call me. Like, I've been a leader in that church for years. Like, I'm connected through. Like, there could have just been, hey, listen, we know this is going on in the community. It may not affect you. It may, but we just want, like, we're here. We're we're here for you. We see you if you need a space. (laughs) So to not even have, like, the the mind capacity to think that this is what this community could have been going through, I feel like it's just a huge disservice to the people that you say you pastor. But we'll go clear across the world to go and serve yeah. an underserved country. Uh, and we assume they're going to serve. Right, yeah. Well, you could go right, not even right around the corner, Robert. You could walk right off that stage. Because they're in your congregation. They're in your congregation. It's, that, that's mind-boggling. And guys, at the end of the day, we're not bashing the church. But Ooh. we have well, we're not <laughs> we're not bashing the church because this again this is right we did not for every church because right. some physical churches 
are doing the best and have done a great job for this. It's for the ones that ain't, and this is the accountability. I want to hold specific churches, bodies. Parts, parts of the, body. Yeah, we we want the, the arms, the to ones get on that board. are still limp yeah. and have yeah. no life. We to, want you guys to be, be blood yeah, to be accountable because this this ain't it. Don't and look we, like it's going anywhere. And we want the ones that are doing the work to continue to hold everybody else accountable as well and to continue right. and not to give up. Right, because you can't just be the church in your front walls. Yeah, you might say, "As for me and my house, we do this." But, you know, and I got a brother, you know, somebody, so it was kind of interesting because you saw some pastors, like it was a pastor that did some real reckless in another state, um, that is friends with like pastors that we know I was about of and to things say, like they that. they got a following here. Right. And so mm-hmm. the thing is like, although I don't personally believe like our pastor's heart is for that, but if you sit and break bread with this man who is clear evidence that it's something off about him then that becomes your responsibility. It becomes my responsibility to say, Robin, like, you off, bruh. Like, I still love you. We still gonna work through your issues. But right now, what you're doing is not a representation of, like, who God is. Or Brandy, like, bruh, you gonna have to pick it up. And I'm gonna expect people to say to me, like, Kendallin, like, bruh, you can't be saying that type of stuff, you know? But I've seen firsthand with even a different community, like, someone that is locally, that we discuss, that yeah. is a, that has a huge following here, yeah. that has siblings, that has few just... Nothing, yes, nothing yes. close mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. what the body of Christ represents, and nobody, not even oh, their even siblings, to tell people don't pray for justice. And you see, and didn't have a, a lie. You're not even speaking biblically. I just read to y'all Matthew twenty three twenty three, where the Lord said justice was important. But you got somebody who father was a pastor. Don't mean he was a pastor. It was a pastor. I don't know, but ain't none of his family held him accountable or stopped. Because his Twitter would have been cut off. Girl, everything would have been cut off. It would have been statements your made. <laughs> everything. Phone. Like, your life. I would have like, your life, your, your life. At that point, country. I got to put my foot on your neck because you are part of the problem. Right. Like, and I, he said it, yeah. yeah. And probably, it's, the tweet probably still up there. Yeah. You serve is. a whole community of of a very diverse church. You can't do, do stuff that. like that, but they do stuff like that. But the Bible just says you can't. So that leads me to believe that they don't read the Bible and neither does the congregation. To allow him to say that. And where your where your checking? You just got this thing. You're gonna check Robin, you're gonna check me. Where your checkers? Because ain't no way somebody in my family, in my circle, gonna be able to do something like that. And I not not and I get it that you're your own person, Ken, and so are you, Robin. Y'all y'all's own people. But best believe, because <laughs> God said, I'm going to come to you in private. But when you don't listen to me, I got to come to you in public. <laughs> and <laughs> and so, we got to address these issues. So what it seems has happened is the opposite of what God has prescribed, which <laughs> is, I want the world to be more like the body. Instead, the body is becoming more, more like, like the, the world. world. Oh, for Anytime sure. you have leaders, Christian leaders that are out there being reckless and that's not to say christian leaders are divine by any stretch no, of the imagination still a man. but there is a level of accountability that we to... have we've all fallen short of god's glory mm-hmm. myself included Slipping down a whole slope exactly yeah. but i'm so i'm so glad god's mercy can reach me where i am in my deepest and darkest moments and pull me up and so even in that moment 
No, I can't account for what my brother is doing, but I can tell you this is not what the church is behind. Right. I could have came back and said that. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. And yeah. I feel like because that, that wasn't happen. done, it's yeah. kind of like, it's who, are like who, yeah. who are you serving? Who are you serving? Oh, it was defending and I showed. We could talk on another scale. But oh, wow. Okay. Oh, it was definitely Who are you serving? That's why, y'all, seriously, we probably say this every other episode. If you have listened to us for any amount of time, please read the Bible for yes. yourself. Yes. Because... A tweet to say don't pray for, if you're going to pray for anything, don't waste your time praying for justice is a direct conflict of what the Bible just told you was important. I can't believe that 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 man not only is affiliated with a church, but people still follow him. The blind leading the blind. So, kid, I can believe it. And let me tell you why. But because yeah. the Bible says that the devil comes to steal, kill, Ooh. and destroy. Yeah. The Bible says that he is roaring like a lion to mm. and fro, seeking and it out. Fierce, and y'all, fierce. he be in church too. Oh, for mm-hmm. sure. Sometimes he's leading the church. Mm. And so it's so important that we have a covering that's all for us. Like, the blood covers me mm-hmm. by myself. Not the past. It also right. covers you right. by, by yourself. Myself. And you by yourself. Not the past. We don't need the middleman anymore. No longer. Right. That was washed away when Grace. Yahushua came. Yes. And that was his purpose. Thank Nobody you. else got to go behind the little curtain for you. Nope. You can go behind the curtain yourself. yourself. And listen, church is super important. Community is important. Community of like-minded believers. We need the body to move this agenda forward because if we don't have the body, then the kingdom isn't full. And you know what? Listen, if I have to be in heaven eating the steak, praise the Lord, with just five of y'all, then listen, listen that's what it's going to have to be. It's going to be like that. This is what's going to have to be. I might we be don't in want the it to be like this. that. I said he's going to give us some time. Okay? He said he's going to give us some time. Listen, I'm going to be in the projects of heaven, but I'm going to be there. <laughs> I'm going to be there. <laughs> If you live over here, this just means you barely made it. But right. listen, listen, shout, you made it. Because I'm over here, Ken and Robin, like, over here and arrived, and I'm over here now. Another thing. I'm right. still on this. So I might be in a project, but I made it. Yes, absolutely. And just, y'all, this, the, the word itself is so important because it will show us what to do. And that just kind of brings me into my next, I guess, concept. Because one thing I said is what I couldn't sit on this. Yeah. yeah. I couldn't. Like I don't have the voice of the people. I don't run a church. I don't I don't have a congregation. I don't have a big body of people following me. But I got a classroom of students. Mm. And so I teach my students history while I'm teaching them ELA. So let's not get it twisted. I do my job. <laughs> okay. She okay. does her job. But okay. I Slide also it on know in. how important it is for people to know their history. And mm-hmm. it's unfortunate that our kids don't. Yeah. When yeah. I hear my students say, why did the king free the slaves? I know it's time oh. for me to put my story to the side. Oh. And I'm going to teach you this standard in a different way. Oh. <laughs> We're going to look at sight and textual evidence in a different way. But let me tell you this real story right. of, of the freeing of the slaves and how that didn't happen in uh, any of the 60s. Okay? okay. All right. All right. 
I use the platform that I have. Yeah. Because I know how important it is. Right. We get out in this world and don't know nothing, mm-hmm. then we can't function. Mm-hmm. But if I equip my kids with every with every piece of knowledge, I, like I have stupid knowledge. It's like, why do I even know this? Right. But I'm going to tell these kids this because I don't know what situation you're going to come into. Right. That you may need to pull this out right. of your pocket. Like one day I'm trying to order ice cream. Oh, I remember Miss Butler told me, don't get red ice cream because it was... Flavor with red coloring. Right. And that means both. Red color number seven right. might hurt my intestine. Right. With my genetics set up, it don't really take well to it. It could be, but I just think we can't, yeah. as individuals, we can't wait for the church to catch up. Oh, no. Oh, it's no. still work to be done. No. Yeah. And I think that, like, between us as a body, the Bible says we're two or three are gathered in his name. Yes. He will constitute yes. it as such a body. And so even in this body, we have put our hand to the plow and we just can't turn around and look back. We got to keep pushing. We got to keep pushing the agenda, whether it's in our jobs, whether it's in our local communities, whether it's around the body of believers that we know. Yeah. Like, I'm still looking for some people to uh, <laughs> to, to um, <laughs> vote for because I know they're going to push the agenda or the policy that's going to help my kids. Right. When this George Floyd thing happened, I cried for a very long time. Yeah. Because I'm raising a black boy. Yes. And the scariest thing for me, even in that moment, my son is very personable. Like he likes to get in your face, love on you, hug on you, and he don't even have to know you. Yeah. And he has this now infatuation with officers. What happens if he walks up to an officer and just wants a closer look or to embrace him or to talk to him? And this officer draws his gun. Hmm. And one of my friends was like, oh, Robin, that's not going to happen. Well, hell, yeah, you I don't, don't know, know that. Right. right. You I don't, don't know, know anymore. Right. Yeah. Because here's somebody who was detained and died. Right. My son may just run up too quick. Right. And now all of a sudden he has. Who is that? Tamir, yeah, Tamir Rice. Rice. Yeah. yeah, Tamir Rice playing with a. I, yeah, I can never gun. get over that. Yeah. I can. Ne- I can't even fathom what his parents could feel. Right. The boy was in a park doing what boys in the park do. do. Right. Playing with guns that your country made popular. It was a toy at that. Right. right. But we made it popular. So, we we gotta have the NRA. We gotta have everybody can have guns and have guns and have guns. So if we all can have guns and and toy uh, companies manufacture guns for kids to play with, and he's a kid playing with a gun. Why is the automatic assumption that it's a real gun? I mean, they, maybe they should stop making toy guns. They rolled up and immediately started firing. Right. Who Why? does that? Why? The people who not in jail. Right. Nobody invested. I mean, right. nobody like, investigated the situation. Nobody asked him to drop it. Right. Just shot him. And they're they're free. Yes. yes. Yep. They are free as can be. How did that happen? Right. That is the type of stuff that angers the community. That is the reason why, as a as a pastor, again, I told Robin the other day, my beef <laughs> is only with <laughs> the church. It's got beef with the church, church y'all. Yeah. And. People that look like me or minority communities that experience the things that these people have experienced don't but refuse to acknowledge yeah, it as even a thing. Yeah. That, that, therein lies my only issue. Yeah. Okay. And I just feel like 
I get not even from an angry standpoint, but I feel like this we're gonna call the episode "No Justice, No Peace," because if God told us justice is something we're supposed to care about and we don't, where is there? Why is there peace in the? And I don't mean like you know burning right. down Target and stuff, right? But like why why are we settled? But if I gotta burn down a Target for you to hit me. For these injustices to be Listen, acknowledged. Target had insurance. So we're not, we not going to be able right. to support like, burning down right. Target. We no. love Target. Right. I, love I Target. do. Because I was just in Target yesterday. We y'all. Target. Let me disclaimer. But. <laughs> but, but it gets to that point. It gets to that point. It gets to that point for some exactly. people. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. It gets to that point. You kill my child with a toy gun. I'm burning for, it For a down. person who doesn't know another <laughs> way to go. Right. But they it, may what, get to that point. What other but way huh, is it to but go? Huh, plot <laughs> twist. Plot twist. It may not have even been the effect of community to burn down the target. Yeah. It may have been the effect of the community doing the Millie Rock on top of a car in front of the burning <laughs> target. Right. But it may not have been us who was responsible, responsible as we it, right. saw for right. some of those situations, especially right. that police station. Oh, yeah. It wasn't even a, a minority who did, did it. It yeah. wasn't the protest. It wasn't the protest. Yeah, it wasn't. Right. Yeah, that's, that's even better. It wasn't even a protester. Yeah. It was a setup. Yes. Okay, just like they talked about, they're being, bringing the bricks out there and yeah. stuff. A setup, baby. They had it behind the building, they waiting. Woke that place went on. So fire. you could so get arrested, fast. right? Mm-hmm. I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you the devil's candy. Yeah. Go ahead. There you go. Eat it. So you can go in jail, mm-hmm. and then everybody can be like, "Oh, look at those crazy black people. Right. They're doing where they get where they get it from." See, y'all. I'm so glad. 2020 is all about vision, and I think we said mm-hmm. that at the beginning of the year, not <laughs> yeah, knowing, right? Right. We this excited. is what we were gonna Woo-hoo. be seeing. Yeah. It's all about vision because who, if they would have never had those uh cell phones out videotaping these people bombing the building from the back, we would always thought it was the protesters. Trying to figure out oh, what how? exactly what do you I gotta need. do. Right. No, no, they were showing up with whatever they had. If it's a rock in my pocket, that's all I got. It's rock. Ain't <laughs> no bricks. Tons and tons of bricks. They put picked up a piece of gravel all from right. the. Uh, I was about to say street. bricks. That's too much work. That's you somebody who had right. That's somebody, somebody who organized some day. stuff before they mm-hmm. showed up. Well, they <laughs> said it was the uh, the St. Paul Police Department yeah. that had assisted. In the bombing of that. Yeah. That don't surprise me. Listen. Don't surprise me. We, I guess Stay Stay this watch. conversation could go on and on forever again because it's so layered. It's so much. But I think we just wanted to, to point across, get the point across from this episode is that it's wrong. Injustice is against any um, person is wrong. Yes. Doesn't matter what they look like, where they came from. If you are a believer, now listen, if you don't believe in Jesus and humanity, then listen, I, I'm just here to try to encourage you that it's wrong. But if you say that you follow God, you follow his teachings, it's wrong. And there's no hesitation about that. And then we need to do better of addressing those things and serving that part of the community. Yeah. Look how fast Baby Cannon got justice. Yeah. Now, I didn't even fully hear that story, but from what I know about it, 
They found his killer. Yeah. And he was arrested. He should have been under the jail. Yes. Exactly. Within 24 hours. Yeah. And we know the killers. Hmm. And we can't get them arrested. Child. Like, what America are we living in? That's going to be another book I read. Okay. I'm just, here for it. Right. I got to expose it. Listen, where, where are we living? You know, what type of Christianity is this, really? Hmm. Jesus ain't what it is. I sure tell you that. He might be weeping right now because of this. <laughs> I wouldn't die that cross for y'all. Y'all still can't get it right. He right. could be rejoicing that he is lifting day. up in his people, the people that are aware, the people that are saying something. Mm-hmm. That he'll make their voice so heard mm. that people will be compelled to do. I receive that. I hope that's the case. I, I really believe that that has. Think about it. Why? Where else are we here? We have these conversations all the time, but now we're putting this on the waves, and now it has an opportunity to not just be heard by us, mm-hmm. but be heard by all. And I think Jesus has. Thank you guys for for saying what needed to be said, so I could put it in the airwaves, and I'll get it to whoever needs to hear it, and then change happens like that. Yeah. But we first have to be able to understand what's happening and then talk about what's happening. Yeah. And not just amongst friends. These conversations should be happening at dinner tables. They should be happening at restaurant tables six feet apart. <laughs> which I'm if, asking. Which I'm asking. If you inside. Board meetings. Board meetings. There should be diversity <laughs> trainings everywhere right now because we need a little bit more sensitivity. Because I came to talk about Lehigh. But instead, Connie, I was talking about you. <laughs> Y'all totally took out the game with that one. That, that is, like is forever. Right. Forever going to be. Listen, we're going to come back and talk about the educational system because we all work in education, so we got to. Yeah, we got to really, uh, oh, yeah. we got to really get our words together. But this is a good start, ladies. Yes, I absolutely. appreciate this conversation. Absolutely. I'm so glad it ain't have a whole bunch of and another things for me. I'm proud of me. I made it. I'm proud of you too. Friend. But we couldn't have had this conversation four oh, months ago. Oh no, because it was a bunch of and, and another thing. thing. We wouldn't even got through it. Y'all never would have heard it. <laughs> Let me see. So we definitely need a time to to be in a better headspace to really speak from a place of gaining more knowledge about things and really just like because I had to ask God like God is what I believe or is what they are they (laughs) believe like what's right like what is you because I'm so confused because everybody's saying they Mm -hmm. proclaim your name yeah but it's it's really confusing so you know Listen, thank God for Jesus. Thank God for time. And thank God for his word that you can read yourself. Yes. And come up with your own conclusions. But you really have to want to do that. Right. And that goes out to the people who who sit in it. Every day. And and don't make a change. Yeah. But God is calling us higher. And we got to go there. got to go. So, listen. All right. We're like an hour and 20 minutes in. So, we're going to cut this one right here, guys. (laughs) It has been fabulous. Yes. So... Until next time, everyone, remember, God is in the details.